Hello and welcome back to episode 22 of the Kilobyte Podcast. In follow-up, let's see, so that was a long time ago, my wife was going to get a new phone, and she did. She went with the iPhone SE, and it's been great, no problems so far. It's worked like a charm, takes great pictures, and she doesn't seem to care too much about the smaller size. So we have that. I guess it's this is kind of follow-up, but it's going to be a long part of the follow-up. Apple finally had their event for new MacBooks, which happened in October. I watched the live stream, and I just have some thoughts about it. I think that um, they announced, you know, there's no new MacBook Air, uh, but they did announce the MacBook Pro. There's now a thinner body, and that they're totally focused on Thunderbolt 3, and depending on which one you want, there are kind of two different models. There's one with a touch bar, which is a touch screen at the top that will change its display depending on your application. So if you're looking at photos, you can do a little slider and look at the photos. And if you want to change the volume, there's a little slider for volume. It also has Touch ID, and it has four Thunderbolt ports. However, if you don't want to spend the extra $300, or you want to spend $300 less, you can get a similar machine, same size, same thickness, and similar weight, but it doesn't come with a Touch Bar or Touch ID, and it only has two Thunderbolt 3 ports. So it has a regular row. It's being called the MacBook Escape by some podcasters. Overall, it looks pretty cool. I did go to the Apple Store a couple times and did play with the different MacBooks. I was really surprised on first glance at I was walking through the store and I looked over and I was really surprised at just the size of the footprint. It's much smaller than what I'm used to. Of course, I have a a late 2011 MacBook Pro and I did play with the MacBook Pro with the touch bar. Touch bar is pretty cool. I did think that there were some things that would just be weird to use trying to do autocorrect where it suggests words. That just was weird for me because my eyes were up on the screen and I'm typing and I'm not going to use any of the autocorrect stuff below because it's down on the keyboard and I don't look at my hands when I type so that didn't seem very useful but I did like the volume controls the little slider brightness that was really nice and having some of the other options right there on the keyboard I do like keyboard shortcuts a lot so I usually know most of the keyboard shortcuts so I don't know how useful or how often I would use the touch bar but I do think that Apple's going in the right direction with the using the two different planes the screen is not for touching the keyboard level is for touching and I think over time we're going to see that touch bar grow a little bit and this is just the first iteration of that. Uh, As for the Thunderbolt 3 ports it's really cool that they're using this and they're thinking of the future and I really think that in three years these ports are going to be just great and people won't even think back about all the dongles because that's a big concern is all these dongles and yes it's annoying but if you have to bring a cord with your power you might as well tuck a couple dongles into the bag too. I'm not really concerned about the dongles. I'm not really concerned about MagSafe because the new MacBook Pros charge using their new Thunderbolt 3 ports and they do not have MagSafe and a third party could come along and build one. But I'm hoping that the battery life is so good these days that a lot of people don't have them all plugged in or if they do have them plugged in, it's at the end of the day. I just think it's following a similar pattern to iPhones and iPads. They've never had MagSafe. It's because we only charge them once a day at the end of the day or every few days if it's an iPad. And they're moving towards that model. They're, they have now iPhones and iPads with just lightning ports and they have MacBooks with just Thunderbolt 3 ports. It's the future. We're, we don't need all these 
different plugs and eventually everyone hopefully will come in line and everything will just use USB-C type connectors and Thunderbolt 3. The first generation, I'm confident that the next generation, be it next fall or next summer, now they have their form factor. This is what laptops from Apple are going to look like for the next several years. So that is my take on the MacBook. I still don't know about what's going on with the Mac Pro. I know that Apple is no longer in the display market, which is fine, and they're not making Wi-Fi routers. That's fine. Um, although I would really like one of those displays. I have a 21-inch display at home, and the pictures just look blurry, and it's just because it's a really cheap, crappy monitor, and I would really love some sort of 4K retina display, but I don't think it's in the cards, at least for this year. So that is follow-up. I did find out recently that my iPhone 6S is eligible for a battery replacement. Apparently, iPhone 6S is manufactured in September or October of 2015, may have had their batteries exposed to the air during the manufacturing process, and as a result, the battery performance isn't as good as it's supposed to be. So you can go and get a replacement battery. I actually made an appointment at the Genius Bar and went down to the Apple Store in New Hampshire. Unfortunately, they didn't have any more batteries at the time, so I have to go back later. And I also learned that I hate being in an Apple store because I can overhear all these people who don't follow Apple, which is fine. They don't have to. But just hearing them talk to the people that work there and the people that work there giving them what I might consider bad advice or just weird advice or trying to walk them through something makes me kind of crazy. I try to, as much as I love going to the Apple store to check out new computers and check out new phones, it is kind of infuriating to hear some of the conversations that go on there. I will hopefully be going back maybe tomorrow. They said that in a couple days they would have some new batteries and they would call me so I could go in. Uh, I wish they had known ahead of time, but I guess they're getting swamped by people asking for these new batteries. The final topic is, yes, it's about me giving some advice. My wife's sister, Melissa, recently had a baby, Eleanor, and so it's reminded me of these fun things about having a baby and kids and I said I should put a podcast episode together providing advice because you know who wouldn't want advice from me I'm such a wonderful example of of what to do so here are some pieces of advice for all you new parents out there I guess there's actually two new parents out there Alex and Melissa here's my uh my first piece of parenting advice is parenting is always the same level of difficulty so it seems that from my experience now of almost 10 years of being a dad, just as you start to figure something out and you're like, oh, yeah, I got this figured out. We know how to, uh, you know, rock the baby so it falls asleep. Time passes two, three weeks, and now the baby has some other problem that it needs or it doesn't like being rocked a certain way or now it's moved on. You think, oh, I'm getting ahead of this. I'm going to figure this out like most other activities in life. Uh, but in this case, no, you don't. There's always something else that comes and makes it hard. It's always changing. And even today, with the 10-year-old almost, there's always something where you just, uh, yeah, you think, oh, in three years, I'll be able to talk to them and reason. No, there's no talking and reasoning at some point. No, they're not going to listen. No, they're going to test. Um, it might not be burping them or trying to figure out how to make them burp or 
getting them to take a bath, but it's always something. <laughs> the next piece of advice is you're probably taking lots of pictures with your cameras or your phones at this point. But also with that, make sure that you go through afterwards. And even if it's just like an iPhone or Google, do a favorite. Favorite some of your favorite pictures. Just make sure you go through over time and, and favorite them. Uh, it'll make it so much easier later on to go through and find them. And now with all this new machine learning that's going on with your pictures, they're going to leverage that favorites thing to figure out what you like. Just like Facebook tries to figure out what you like, these phones are going to try to figure out which photos you like and why, and they'll include them in their new albums and slideshows. Make sure you do that. Make sure you do albums. Try to go get, stay ahead of it. Don't let it, don't let it fall behind. Uh, you'll be thankful for it later. I think it's also important to just take some videos. They don't have to be long. They don't have to be anything. But going back five or six years later and looking at videos from before is really cool. Even if it's something stupid like you're just sitting there eating dinner or just a little clip. I think I feel like we tend to take lots of photos because it's faster. It doesn't take up as much space or whatever. But the videos... Those are awesome to go back to. Also with the videos, what you should try to do if you can is if you want to throw together a movie, you need to do it. You get a strike while the iron's hot. I found that I have thousands of hours of videos, but I typically will only create a new movie within two or three days, usually within 12 hours. Um, and if I don't do it within 12 hours, then it's, it's gone. So go out, sp spend the $5, download iMovie, and... If you go do something for the weekend, grab your iPhone or your iPad, quickly throw together a movie. It doesn't have to be great. Don't spend two hours editing it. Drop some clips in. Throw some title screens in there. Always put the date into the title screen so you can remember what date it was from. And publish it. Publish it onto YouTube. Keep it private if you want. Uh, that's a good way to store it. Or you could use iMovie Theater, which will basically you can output any movies you make in iMovie right into the iMovie app and it will store with your iCloud account. My final piece of advice, don't get too frustrated thinking about the fact that your kids aren't going to remember what you're doing. I had a really hard time, I don't know, probably like six years ago, when we would go out and we would have this amazing day. So the three of, you know, my wife and my son and I would go out, we would do this awesome thing. We would go, you know, for this amazing hike and we just had an awesome day and I'd get home and I'd be laying in bed and thinking, he's never going to remember that in his whole life. He's going to remember. It was an amazing day. It was like top 10 day ever. And he's just not going to remember because he's three. And, and oddly enough, I had a really hard time accepting that. Being like, well, how can he not? He's not even going to remember this. Like we had, this was amazing. And he's just going to have no memory of it. So that's true. It's, it's going to happen. And how I made myself feel better about it was... I thought about how he will remember in general how the childhood went. So that he, while he may not remember that fantastic day, lots of those fantastic days will merge together and create a picture of something that resembles good stuff. I don't know if you'll come to that realization or not, but yeah, that was a bummer. Just thinking like, oh, that was an awesome day. The end of my final piece of advice, parenting is uh, it's always a challenge, but it's rewarding for the most part. Congratulations again to Melissa and Adam and their new addition, Eleanor, as I like to say. I can't wait to meet her, and that will happen soon, I'm sure, once both of our kids are not sick. 
So that's the end of this episode. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Sands. This podcast show notes can be found at keeksands.org slash kilobyte slash 22. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash geeksands. You can check that out. There's some videos that are posted there. I'm posting a little more. There's some drone stuff. I did a mannequin challenge video with my family, which was amazing. I have a fun, fun family, and we threw that together. It was the best part of it was we threw it together. We were just talking about it and go, we should do that now. And we everybody kind of knew what it was, and we just said, okay, we're going now. And we flipped the switch. I recorded one take, and it was flawless, even the kids. So that was good. You should check that out. I'll put it in the show notes too. Have a great day.